So we know, especially after COVID-19, everyone's been pretty exhausted. I mean, we've been exhausted before, but even now, because everything was very shorthanded, everything kind of shut down and our, our resources were very limited, we got tasked out and we got ridden to the dirt. We also had some anxiety as to what the future of our our work life was going to be and all that. So with that collective grief and trauma by everybody, like we, we as people of influence have to kind of foster some kind of healthy coping mechanism and help ward off some common mistakes when people are under pressure so we don't cause additional issues and on top of what people are already dealing with, right? Uh, first things first, like, MVP, myself, anyone of a decision-making authority aren't therapists. And we shouldn't be. We shouldn't try to be, I'd say. We shouldn't try to be. What I mean by that is like, I'm not, we're not capable of diagnosing every possible issue that you're having. Like, if you're having a bad day, I can't just immediately say like, oh, it must be another fight with the spouse again or something like that. Like, I can't narrow, we can't narrow that down and give you a legitimately clean answer because we just don't know. Like that would take too much out of everybody's time and resource that they have already taxed to do <laughs> and then try to answer every possible question for you. Uh, uh, this one article I was reading by uh, the Harvard Business Review that's actually talking about how all the things we use to handle stress, stress, pressure, the daily work life, the daily family life, the daily student life, it all comes from the same psychological budget. And I thought that was big. Like, holy shit, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> and if I were to consider my psychological budget in monetary terms, I'd probably be like negative balance right now. <laughs> <laughs> negative dollars. I, the bank would be charging me for not having enough. Right. Uh. And I think it charges me with sleep, right? Like, you didn't deal with your issues, so we're just gonna take your sleep from you. Like, no, <laughs> no, please. Kind of how it feels, though. Like, it's my one. Like sleep day. faster. We know you <laughs> can barely function with five hours of sleep. How does three sound? Oh, well, since you put it that way. <laughs> or what? What's that one meme where you, you he put, pitches a deal and he gives you a totally like unequal freaking deal? Like, you, you gave me five dollars, but how's about you buy five hundred? Like, what? That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, boss, can we have an extra day off this weekend? Well, we could. We could. But hear me out. What if we worked Saturday instead? Uh, that's, that- <laughs> that's the exact opposite of what, what I suggested. I know. Genius, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the possibility of Sunday. Oh. Well, since you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, in that case, still no. <laughs> yeah, what about that I think deal? the workforce was kind of exhausted even before COVID kicked off. Mm-hmm. I think people were getting kind of tired, run out, burn, burned out, whatever the case may be. Um, and then COVID kicked off and then it just kind of, it kind of brought it more to light, I guess, mm-hmm. just for the ones who were left around. Cause a lot of people went to work from home. Some people actually, you know, it depending on who you were, some people uh, got worse by being at home, and some people is like their quality of life got better from being able to work from home. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who were who were left in it every day to have to deal with all the new restrictions and stipulations, um, 
it just it just brought to light more of what what the burnout is right mm-hmm. it's it's constant changing processes but doesn't seem to be for the better it just keeps adding on and adding on and adding on it's just more red tape for everyone to cut through and people eventually are going it's so hard for me to do my job it shouldn't be this hard i don't understand why it's this hard but it's hard for me to do my job and i'm tired of it yep but unfortunately we're all stuck with bills to pay so we just do the adult thing and we uh wake up every day and the first thing we say when the alarm goes off is fuck and then we <laughs> get dressed and go to work and then if you're like myself and mvp like we'll be at the parking lot we have like this little stare down contest of who has to go to work first or get into the office first I'm like no you do it <laughs> and then we're all like just argue with each other in a stare down like with our eyes and so just like nope i did it yesterday it's your turn now like nope i'm not feeling it today <laughs> yeah like it just it just because you just what fresh hell awaits you when you get in there right yes what, what did i or didn't i do yesterday that upset somebody and just know that it's always going to be something it's just to what severity yes so with all this going on how can we as decision making authorities or leaders or leads managers whatever what can we do to help mitigate this stuff and And the answer is not pizza party okay you have to come up with something else (laughs) it is definitely (laughs) not pizza party right pizza party (laughs) is what you give when something bad is about to happen like pizza party everybody by the way we're working sunday fuck (laughs) yeah is is that Uh, sad man like we're conditioned for that already like hey pizza party like all right what the fuck are we doing like yeah the minute you walk in and you're like oh there's pizza here. Damn it. What, especially if you're like on the swing shift crew or whatever else you're coming in already in the afternoon day shift, already got the bad news. You walk in and see a few empty boxes of pizza in the trash and some cold box, cold pizza sitting in boxes still on the table for you. Mm-hmm. And you're going, Oh my God, what are we about to get screwed over with? Yeah. Right. It's like, let me guess we're working Saturday, Sunday, and all these flights are high revenue and nobody gets to go home. Like, fuck. all right. Yeah. Bring it on. Let's do it. And then, and then they re, they turned it around and said, no, we're actually just really happy for you guys for all the hard work you've done. Like, what, what's your angle? <laughs> there, there's an ulterior motive to this that you are, you're never just happy for the work. <laughs> Something's up. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, there's always something up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like my program recently, uh, I think, we hit some milestones. We got through a real tough time. I know six, I've alluded to you a lot of what tough times they were. Um, and so they had an all hands get together and they brought Chick-fil-A for everybody, but it was the same thing. Right. And they ended up handing out awards and whatever, and, and recognizing efforts for uh, quite a few people in the program from the admin assistant, you know, to the lowest level maintainer. And, uh, a couple of supervisors in there or whatever else for all the added time and, and uh, trips and efforts and stuff. So it was kind of nice, but everybody, I mean, it's like you said, we're conditioned. Everybody was, was looking at the food on the table going, "Mm, this seems like a setup, right? Like, or the minute they say all hands, like, yeah, all hands, uh, please get as many people to attend as possible. Um, You know, we'd like to recognize some people, and there's food provided. Like you said, everybody goes, yeah, how about 
just email the recognition to those individuals and we all go home. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. <laughs> it's sad that that's the way it is, but that's just, that's just how most of us operate. Yeah. And then we're plus, we're just so burned out. Like I do not want to spend a single more uh, second of time in this place. That's just so taxing for me. Right. Even if it is something that's not work related, right? Like we're doing work, non-work related stuff at work. I just do not want to be here. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so for us, how, how we help with this kind of exhaustive workforce. Uh, number one, I would say is, and according to this article is be a role model. What I, what I, I kind of don't like this example in this article, but what, what I kind of see it as is you got to put out, uh, put it out to everybody that taking care of yourself is a priority, right? It's essential. You have to do it because just like how you would take all this time and care and attention to fix a machine, you should apply that same to yourself. Now, if you're a manager or a decision maker or someone with real authority to give uh, this kind of opportunities, let your people do it, right? Be a role model and say like, hey, I'm the boss and I'm supposed to be here 24-7, but I cannot do it all the time. Every time I need a break, I'm going to go take one and you should too. And I'm and on top of that, I'm going to afford you the ability to do it because that's another thing. Is it's one thing to have the resources to help you. It's another thing to have the ability to go do it, right? Like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. you go see if you're having problems, go see a therapist. But you're working nine days a week for eighteen-hour shifts at a time. So, good luck finding time to go see said therapist. The opportunity is there, but it's not really. Right, it's just advertise that it's there. Yeah, or or even or even something as simple as like taking a lunch break, right? Like. Uh, most labor laws, I think it's what, 30 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour, depending on what your organization is. And they say like, well, you you have 30 minutes to take a lunch, but why isn't this work done? Why can't you just work through lunch? Right. Um, yep. And, and, I, and I've given these examples some time ago when I was in a boot camp as a Marine, we, we went to the chow hall. We, we got all our food. We sat down on the table and for 30 minutes straight, all we did was just stare at it. Just stare at the food. Just look at it. <laughs> and after 30 minutes, we took all that food and we threw it and we gave it all back. And then we got our asses hazed for like three hours. <laughs> but, and then, but, but it goes like, what the fuck? We didn't eat lunch. I was like, oh, I see. But I wasn't required to make you eat. I was just required to give you the opportunity to do so. You had the opportunity. You had the food in front of you. But you just didn't do it. That's not my problem. My problem is I get I, I took you to the to lunch. I had you sit down with food and you just didn't eat it. So fuck you. <laughs> no food for the rest of the day. Like, oh fuck. And then that's kind of like how a lot of people in today's workforce is, depend, depend, no matter what industry is you you give them the opportunity, the resources are there, but they don't have enough time and energy and availability to go do it. Right? Yeah. So so us as role, as, a, as a role model, as this article would say, is uh, not only do it for yourself, but encourage others to have the ability to do it for themselves as well. So, so that's one thing I struggle with a little bit is that, you know, I, I'm there. You know, I got I got people there, you know, they work in four tens or whatever else, but I'm there five days a week now. I do have a rotating weekend schedule, right? So I only have one person on the hook 
um, you know, to, to cover the weekend in case there is anything going on. But uh, I'm, I'm there five days a week. So everybody else gets three days off. I get, you know, two or less. And I think it's one of those as being a lead, right? I feel bad. I'm like, oh, if I got people there, I should be there too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you go in and your team like, why are you here? Take some time. Go home. Go home. That's all I hear. Like on a Friday, go home. Why are you here? Go home. Like, we, we're not telling you to leave because we don't want you here, but we want you to enjoy the time. But I'm, all, you know, and that's where I should. And I trust my, I trust my team, but it's one of those where I'm like, I feel bad if like I left and then some bullshit kicked off and they had to deal with it on their own. Right. You know, I'm, I can't, and I'm not there to be the bullshit umbrella deflector. You know what I mean? Right. And that kind of, um, no, go ahead. Sorry. That's kind of where I was just saying, that's kind of where I feel bad and where the burnout comes from as well. Mine is because I'm trying to be that fucking, that shield. Uh, so as little a BS hits, hits the, my people as possible. Right. But you, you wear yourself down in the process. Exactly that. And your, your teammates, wherever your position is in the team or the workspace, they're going to see it when you're burned out. And what MVP is alluded to, like sometimes, you know, you feel that it's the better good for you to be burned out and just be there. But we, we've all have, have been guilty of this where we try to tough it out and we end up breaking down faster. And then our ability to help others diminishes with it. So that kind of goes into which what I do agree with in this article is being emotionally open with when you're tired, you know, don't just flat out says I, I hate you all. And I'm just, I'm going to go home because I can't mentally deal with this. That's totally not the way to go. But like, if you're having a hard time and you're, ha- and you're struggling to keep up, you know, call yourself on it. Like, Hey, everybody, like, um, um, I'm struggling with some issues right now. I'm going to take some time to, to reset. Right. I'm still going to be available if you guys need me for anything. I mean, you don't even have to go that in depth. You can just say like, Hey, I'm going to take some time. Uh, call me if you need me. And if you guys need any breaks or whatever, just coordinate with me. And we'll get that through. Right. It's being avail- uh, available to admit your when you're burned out, to admit when you when you're having making mistakes and then affording your people the same opportunity to do the same. Because if you're just fostering a night, uh, an environment where it's just work hard, get it done and and move on, you're going to start seeing failure before you start seeing people like admit that they have a problem. If that makes sense to anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, it does. I mean, um, you can only do so much, but, but unfortunately we're in a culture of, uh, glorified burnout. Yes. You know, you say, you say, Oh, I worked like for me for this last pay period, I had, uh, 40 hours of, of OT. Um, that's a whole, a whole other week's worth of work done. So three works worth of work done in two. Um, and, and you say that to people and then you get the response of that's all, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. you're like you're supposed to wear that burnout as a badge of honor or that. Well, if you didn't give a hundred hours in that pay period, you, you, you just aren't committed. Well, I, maybe that's the older generation that we're still, that are still in the workforce. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I venture to say we'll probably see that die off as that generation starts to die off themselves. Um, because, you know, it, it's, it's one of those, like, you didn't give it your all. Well, I, I, I did, but, like, I'm, 
um, I woke up angry today and I don't know why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And that goes kind of into the healthy behaviors of it all, right? Like, uh, take some time to re- reward yourself with the simple, basic needs, right? Like sleep, <laughs> right? And that goes mm-hmm. back to what you're saying, like we glorify the burnout. And that kind of touches base with the we work hard, we play hard mentality. It it sounds cool, right? It sounds like a very cool slogan. Work hard, play hard. Fuck yeah. But when you when you see people who who say that on their play hard time outside of work, they do some very drastic stuff, right? Like some very like self-destructive kind of things, right? Like Yep. Like uh off topic example like like binge drinking until they black out and then as soon as they wake up from blackout they binge drink again, right? And that's their weekend. Or they do something like that's very uh, daring, right? And that's the, then that's their extreme because that's the only time they feel alive is when to balance the workflow when they basically gave up their soul for 40 hours, 80 hours, however many hours out of the week is to do something to the extreme end of that to balance it out. That sounds like fun, but then you're wearing yourself out even more. You're not actually rejuvenating. You're just compensating for that void. Right. So, yeah, you're going, I didn't have enough time during the week to, to actually enjoy life. So it's the weekend and I'm going to get up and I'm going to knock out all the errands that I couldn't get done during the week. And then after that, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to take the family and we're going to have a fun time because they've been neglected. And, and then we're going to stay out till two in the morning, uh, drinking. Then when we get up at six the next morning, and do that all over again and then go to sleep at midnight that night to get up in four hours to go to work because I have to maximize what time I do have off. Cause I don't know if I'll get next weekend type thing. Yes, absolutely. And that's very explosive and we're very guilty of it ourselves. We openly admit I have done this <laughs> and what I have found still doing it, still doing it. It's sad, isn't it? <laughs> and sad the, patrol. Sad yeah. patrol. <laughs> and the the saddest part about it is that we're actively destroying ourselves by doing that, right? We're creating like the this uh I love trauma mentality. Like I need this to compensate for the shit I do at work. And how we can help disrupt all this is for one, this is something we're trying to learn how to do ourselves. So don't think we're freaking experts at this, but like rewarding ourselves with the basic needs like sleep, like time off, just slowing down for a minute. Like it's totally okay to just spend a day or a couple hours just drinking coffee and watching TV. Totally, totally fucking cool. And for our age, especially things don't bend and twist as they used to. That that's <laughs> yeah. fun. That's actually fun for me. Like, like I don't have any uh, plans outside of nine p.m. Money, because chances are I'm freaking dead ass asleep by that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. Like I, I'm trying to get better with it myself. Is is and I feel bad, right? It's still part of this mental mental break. I need to I need to adjust to myself. Whereas if I sit around for five six hours on a Saturday or Sunday just watching TV or watching my phone and doing nothing and neglecting things around the house, right? And now the whole family might be sitting on the couch watching that thing together. But I view that as like I view that as negative. I, I wasn't productive. I didn't get something done that I probably should have got done. I could have went and washed the car. Well, fuck it. It's going to rain the next three days anyways, you know, or something like that. But 
that's one of those things where like, oh, I could have gotten something else done and I didn't. And then I, and then I, I beat myself up for, for not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's something I got to change mentally on that is that, yeah, I killed myself during the week and I'm mentally wrung out and all I want to do is lay around, but I can't, I don't beat yourself up for doing that. Recognize that that's what your body needs at that time and just accept it. Yes. And that goes to, that especially goes into like being available for it and making it available for all your people in your team as well. Like, especially if you're the one controlling schedules, right? Uh, if you're a manager, uh, a tech lead or someone of influence, right? Make that available to them, right? Not saying that, you know, you, you can't prevent people from taking advantage of this. Just That's just the nature of the beast. But if you genuinely care and you, and you know how to mitigate these and you're affording them the opportunity, then they'll see this more as, as a mental break for them. And then they won't lead to destructive behaviors, both in and outside of work. That mm-hmm. kind of goes into lightening the load with things, right? Like, don't uh, try to smash a whole schedule in under its prescribed time. If you can, if you have the ability to do it, and you have the the means and the resources, by all means. But don't try to cram three weeks worth of work in four days. That's just never going to happen. <laughs> like right. Like break up your stuff into more manageable chunks and then that way they can see the result and whatever gratification they need to feel fulfilled in that. And then they can move on to the next step and just instead of just doing this perpetual cycle, like we must maintain readiness, we must get this operation done, we must have these uh, these planes fully maintained or whatever the case may be and just have this in, the, in this perpetual cycle and they never see the end. And they just burn out because they don't real they don't understand that there is an endpoint. And when they actually hit it, they actually feel rewarded for doing it. I um, mean, there, there we've talked about this so many times in our in our off offline conversations. MVP, we're like, there's just no end. I feel like we're instead of hitting the finish line, we're just hitting the start of another race and then going for another marathon and never getting a real break. <laughs> Yeah, you're, 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 the end of one race is actually just the beginning of another. When you cross that finish line and you're like, oh, I'm done. Oh, wait a minute. We're here. We go again. We're still rolling, you know? Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes into like mitigating mistakes where like you got to understand that uh, you're going to make mistakes, especially when you're exhausted. But understanding where the mistakes came from and foster and fostering an environment where like you're not going to just straight smash someone's bag for making a mistake unless it was blatant or if it was like a, a major issue that could have easily been avoided right mm, there's nuances to that but for the most part if it was a general mistake because they were just exhausted and and uh it didn't lead to overarching consequences you gotta under, you gotta understand that people are gonna make them and you gotta take take that as a learning opportunity not as an opportunity to use your scolding voice because <laughs> As we've seen that happen many a times where individuals would, as soon as one tiny mistake happens, like tiny, minuscule, almost in, almost insignificant, and they go over the top ropes with it and just start trying to see how loud they can make their voice echo around the room kind of thing. It's kind of counterproductive and annoying, to be honest, but some people get off well, like that. And go to bat, right? Go to bat. When you see the, the teams getting beat down and worn out, and upper management saying we're not, we don't give a shit. We're not stopping production, but you're, you have all this evidence that says, look, we keep having these mistakes because the crews are, are 
beat dogs, man. They're they're worn out. Look at them. They all of them fucking hate this place. Everyone wishes they when they pull in the parking lot tomorrow that the son of a bitch was on fire, so they'd have an excuse, a legit excuse to not be there. I was, you know, it, it recognize that and say, hey, maybe we should take a pause here. You know, yeah. it's not their fault that you overcommitted to a, to a ridiculous schedule. They're just the ones who are going to either make you make or break you. But all you're doing is breaking them. And by breaking them, they will break you. <laughs> yes. And they'll break you where it hurts more. Like you will break our bodies, but we will break your budget. And I that's a lot harder to forgive on the corporate side of things than breaking somebody's morale. It, it's right. sad. It's sad to say, but they their morale kind of sort of equates to your production so or productivity so kind of yeah. got kind of caught up provide incentives not a not a pizza party right mm-hmm. hey if we get all this done here's some pizza no fuck that hey if we uh six one of the guys we worked with a while back um brought this up was incentivized days off hey we met this milestone you know on time and under budget like enjoy your four-day weekend friends you know what I mean? Yes. Something like that. You know, that's that's kind of how I I'm trying to push that in my own realm uh, of of work. And that's something, you know, I think that people, you know, everybody likes money. Right. But with budgets and everything else, it's very hard to get corporate to approve uh, money that anybody would actually care about. Right. You know, you can throw up little awards, $100, $150 awards here and there, but shit, after that's taxed, that's not even a tank of gas in today's world. So, <laughs> so everybody's like, yeah, keep keep your dollars. I would like an extra day off, though, if that'd be, that'd be possible. And I think that'd be something that would be awesome. Like, on the Thursday, the Thursday, you know, shift turnover. Oh, by the way, everybody, uh, we'll see you all next Tuesday. Yes. What? Yeah, yeah. Take Friday, take Monday. See y'all next Tuesday. Oh, snap. You know, like, yeah. That, that goes into like, uh, I think you said it already, but make it meaningful. Be meaningful with your, with your actions, right? Uh, like I said, with the day off or your incentives, if it's meaningful to them, all they will, people will cling to this and they'll cling to you because they, they realize that you have their best interests at heart. And some of them, the, the incentive is day off. Me personally, I love a day off. Because you can't tax me on my day off time. And especially if I have uh, meaningful, healthy behaviors to address, to uh, kind of de-stress and decompress. Oh, I'm taking full advantage of that. Even if by de-stress, decompress for that first day off is just to chill out and watch TV or chug a beer or whatever well, else. But well, it's that's meaningful. exactly it, right? Yeah, that, that three days, you know, you almost spend one of them just playing recovery. So if you only got two days off, you spend all Saturday playing recovery. And then Sunday you spend running around meal prepping grocery store, trying to get things planned for the week, but also getting home in decent amount of time to uh, get to bed early. So you can make it back to work on Monday. Whereas, Hey, if you had Friday off or Monday off, you could, all right, I'm going to take Friday. I'm just going to chill or I'm going to, it's going to be a chill day. I'm going to go to the grocery store while everybody else is at work. I'm going to go, to the doctor's office that day. I'm going to do this. Then Saturday, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll devote to the family. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to go do whatever. And then Sunday you can say, all right, Sunday, I'm going to mow the grass, wash the car. And that's it. Yeah. You got done everything that you wanted to do. 
you got done personal stuff, you got done family stuff, and you had some chill time. Yeah. And for a lot of us, that's like the dream right there. That That's meaningful time off and that's meaningful uh, de-stress, decompression. Because then I know when you go into work, you know it's going to suck, but at least you've had some time to recharge your batteries. And sometimes, you know, you can't just designate a day to be your one your rest day because then again you feel like the production on your end for your personal self is lagging and well and and for your family too right you know you get home and you're worn out the family hasn't seen you all week Mm -hmm. and you finally get home on saturday and they're waking you saturday morning what are we doing today let's go do something fun what's and you're like oh my god i i wasn't planning on moving from the couch till Mm -hmm. about 11 a.m but you're talking about having three or four things already done by that point and, and we're we're down in LA doing something else fun. You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That goes back to that psychological fun. Like I'm, I'm kind of that negative balance right now. See what happens. I need my, my checking and my savings to move over, but that takes about a business day. So <laughs> you kind of need to uh, tone down the enthusiasm for just a little bit until the, to the fun, but, the, the fun but, replenish but, itself. Yeah. But you feel like a, at least for me, I feel like a bad parent. Cause they're like, we're so bored here. We want to go do something fun. And you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to leave the house. Like that was the last thing I had on my mind, but you feel bad for them because they've been without you all week and you haven't seen them. And, and as anybody with kids knows that the years just rip by and next thing you know, they won't be around anymore. And then you're going to look back and resent everything because you didn't spend any time with your kids. Now they're grown and gone and work is still there and it still isn't, isn't great. Yes. And that, that kind of goes into this other aspect about reducing the tunnel vision. Like we get so f- hyper-focused with work, with all that is work, and we kind of miss out on everything else that's happening along with it. Like, like MVP just said, like spending time with your kids, having some family time, having some you time. You, you're so dialed in with whatever work is telling you to do that anything outside of that tunnel is like non-existent. It, it's not supposed to happen. It's dividing by zero. It, it doesn't exist. And that ter- and that that hyper focus uh, tunnel vision can actually lead to problems, like uh, if you, when you when you're so involved with say like a task or a project, you you fall in love with it, you get so deep involved with it that you don't see that there's problems happening, and it's it's also one of those like you don't understand the full scope of it until you step back and like oh shit we there's more to this or there's more gaps than we originally thought, but you can't tell that because you're so dialed in and you're so hyper-focused and that kind of goes along with yourself as well. And the people around you, if you create this space where everyone's only focus is work and their only focus is to get X, Y, Z done, they start letting everything else fly to the wayside and then they miss out on all the other important things. And then what MVP saying, like, everything else just done and moved on without you. And then now you're sitting there resenting everything because the only thing you focused on was work and work could give a fuck less about what you put in as long as they get what, what gets put out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Kool-Aid has been really working on with that where, where she's basically like, she's like, why are you still there? I'm like, Oh, I'm just trying to finish up this one thing. So it doesn't bleed over tomorrow. She goes, and what if it does bleed over tomorrow? Well, somebody will be mad. I'm sure. And she goes, okay, let them be mad. You know, I was like, well, I don't want to get fired. She's like, she's like, who cares? Who cares? Mm -hmm. You're a a machine. 
you're a cog in the machine. The machine is work. You're a cog. That that machine will keep operating if you're not there. Yep. Because I promise you, it'll keep operating if you're not there. Absolutely. And so, and work's never going to say that to you either. Work's never going to go. Yeah, go ahead and take the day off. You know, we it can operate without you. They're going to make you feel like you're essential, so you give everything. And and I'm not saying, you know, tell you that man, fuck this job. I don't give a shit about it, and do as little as possible. No, do do good work. But you you can't give a hundred percent of everything to one thing because you're neglecting something somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And if you're giving it all to your family, you're neglecting work, and and you might lose your job. But if you give everything to your job. You're neglecting your family and you could lose them too, right? It's a it's a balancing act and it's a it's a hard one to do for many people. Um I know I struggle with it. My own parents struggle with it still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um it it's it's a it's difficult to do that. But one thing I'm I'm starting with, and I have a great team and they and they they push me in the right directions a lot. You know, they they basically say, I'm like, oh man, I gotta I can't take I can't take Friday off because that's my catch up day. That's all the stuff I've the little things I've neglected throughout the week. Mm-hmm. That's the day I, I focus on getting them caught up. I'm like, why do you wait till Friday? I'm like, well, we got so many meetings during the other, you know, Monday through Thursday or whatever that that it's I, I have to put off these little things towards the end of the week because otherwise I'll be here till eight o'clock every night and I'm missing out on family stuff. And they're like, okay, how many of those meetings are necessary for you to attend? And I started thinking about it mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, interesting. Not all, not every meeting you have to go to, especially for those in leadership is necessary. A lot of them are just bullshit meetings set up by other management because they refuse to do any work on their own to learn what's going on within the program or that they should be tracking. So they want everybody to spoon feed them that. Well, fuck that. You know, <laughs> do what yes. you got to do. And, and, and if you can skip a few meetings during the week, do it. That's, that's what I would say. There's some meetings yeah. you that aren't necessary for you to be there. Why be there? And, and, and start by this. How many of those meetings, how many meetings do you go to where there's no information that you're to present or that's directly for you? It's just gee whiz information. Oh my God. Cut <laughs> those out. Cut those out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. If it's ne- if it's important and necessary for you, there will be a direct email coming to you. Yes, and and that's, I like that's a good you, way to start. And I like how you mentioned this because if you foster this to your teammates, they'll do the same for you, right? And then exact and the case in point is yours, right? Like, yeah, you need to take a day off. Do you like you fuck those? Uh, cut out these unnecessary meetings. Cut out cut out these unnecessary actions, and just take the time for yourself. Like, if you afford that to your teammates. They will do the same for you. And then, then then you have like this whole holistic cycle of how you guys actually encourage each other's behaviors or encourage healthy behaviors, I just say. And you guys actually feel better about yourselves. Like when you roll into work, you know, full well that A, your team's got your back, that you get, that each of you can make mistakes in front of each other and not feel completely berated for it. And, mm-hmm. and, and any question presented is not going to be shot down because, oh, I think it's stupid or I think it's something that should not have been shared. Like they feel uh, encouraged to be, to be creative and be innovative and then to call you out on it without, uh, so, without some level of retribution because, you know, like, hey, I think your idea is a little, of course, with some tact, obviously, right? Like you're fucking stupid. You should never have said that, but it's about something along the lines. Like, 
I think this idea of yours sounds great, but it may need some uh, attention in certain areas, some shit like that, some kind of political answer. <laughs> but yeah, oftentimes, oftentimes it's a chance for people to get in front of leadership and go, look at me. Well, mm-hmm. if you're one of those who don't really care about that and thinks that your work speaks for itself, then, then those meetings aren't necessary. Like mm-hmm. I said, if you have a good idea and you think it's hit that person up directly via email, providing charts, whatever you got for them in a well-written email, or if they have something that's directly ready to you, they'll be calling you or emailing you directly for, for action or assistance. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not going to go waste two hours of my day listening to other departments talk about shit that has nothing to do with me. Maybe grid G whiz information to see what other departments might be working on or, or projecting uh, they need help with. Um, again, if they need your help for whatever reason, there's always that direct line. Yep. It's just a way for way for people who are lazy to collect data without having individual conversations and a way for others to go, look at me, look at me. Yep. Nope. Nope. Not absolutely. for me. And then like, and then likewise for like the lowest level, like say with the line, the guys on the line, doing the maintenance or doing the work. Like if you see someone who's having some issues, right? Like it it helps to lighten their load as well. Like, Hey, take some time off. Hey, I got this. You go take your break early or some shit, right? Like some kind of incentive that helps them get that split seconds uh, recharge. Cause that might mean the difference between staying safe and having their fingers chopped off or having an aircraft, like smoke itself on the line because they forgot they, they flip flopped something that shouldn't be how it is. It all it all comes down to the lowest level. We're talking things from the mid to the high, but it's all it's all things that you can apply at every step of every level. It's just how how it it fits in with your side and what you can do, so the whole team gets that dynamic that you're in to help each other. And sometimes you know, like it can be as uh, as as helpful as like switching schedules, right? Like uh, yep. this person scheduled to work nights on a Saturday. I don't have shit going on. Maybe I'll take it. He can take my Friday mornings or my Sunday mornings or whatever. It's easiest for both of you. Right. It, it may be a bit of a stretch, but it's a lot easier and it helps both of you out because now you have that time to recharge, recoup and do whatever is necessary for you instead of just trying to fit the square, the square peg in the round hole and then see what the outcome comes of it. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to get lost in the mix and the rat race and the grind. And if I don't do good, then then I can't progress my career and whatever else unless I show these people that I'm capable and I kiss their ass and I'm in their face 24-7, right? Mm-hmm. Many instances in business, that is very much true. I'm not saying uh, my own organization is exempt from that, but, but also reevaluate that in your mind. Uh, what are you willing to give? Yes. For, for success and and i can already tell you i'm going to be losing out to uh some younger guys here who don't have families um there are no girlfriends no no wife or children um they're they're hungry and they're they want to work and they want to progress and they want to get high in the chain they will be my boss one day and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. um that's something i've had to make peace with as well you know i i could progress myself probably pretty high, but I'll be neglecting family. And at the end of the day, who's going to be taking care of me when I'm old, you know, absolutely. Who's going to be by my side when I'm old. 
or if I get sick with cancer and I'm in the hospital, you think work going to stop by and check on you? Fuck no, they're not. They're going to have you replaced already. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I feel this, especially because my time in the core, like I'm thinking like, I'm going to have this awesome send off and people are going to miss me and work's going to kind of come to a grinding halt for a couple of weeks. Fuck no. <laughs> Here's your check. Get the fuck out. And work continued on as if I was never there. Like, well, fuck. All right. Yep. Same thing. Kool-Aid was telling me. She goes, because that place will keep rolling. She goes, if you died tomorrow, she goes, nothing would even change there. Other than maybe your team might go, man, that sucks. But she goes, other than that, nothing else will change. Mm-hmm. Work will continue on as if you'd never existed. Yep. So, hmm. so as, as a, as a, as a summary for everybody here, like uh, understand when you're exhausted, find some healthy, beha- uh, healthy, practices to bring you back to to square to reset right and it doesn't have to be grand or awesome i mean if that was your plan for a, a big vacation by all means but don't don't try to go out with a bang and play work hard play hard because that will ultimately destroy you if you keep up that way and then even if you came home and sat on your back patio with the with the family and the dogs and had a glass of wine and all you did was leave work an hour, two hours early that day. Do it. Absolutely. World and, of difference. And, and be emotionally open about it, right? Like call yourself out if you're having problems, right? This makes it easier for yourself to admit and address the problem. And then for those around you to understand and address it too. I mean, don't just flat out say like, I'm having a, a PTSD breakdown. I need you guys to cover for me. Maybe, maybe not that open, but at least... Be open about it to your team. Like, hey, I'm having some issues. I need, I, I need some, I need some, uh, I need some moments to kind of catch myself up. I, I will be back being a hundred percent and performing to the best of my ability, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at least give, give your teammates that kind of a, a, some bit of a heads up. So they're not just like, yo, where the fuck did MVP go or where did six go? And they're just having to pick up the slack and not knowing where you left off or if you're even coming back. <laughs> Okay, like, hey, everyone. I'm, and hopefully you have a team like mine where, where like when when six and I were working together, where you you were in tune with each other enough to where you go, hey, why don't you why don't you go ahead and just dip? Man, are you sure? Yeah, that's cool. I got it. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. You know, like that that kind of stuff. Like like recognize each other or your team and and the team to recognize you where they go. Are you coming in tomorrow? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care that you're coming. I want to know your reasons why you're coming. And this is what my team will do. I'm like, oh, well, tomorrow I got to update this report and that report. Don't worry about it. I can do that. Next reason. Yep. Oh, well, I got some HR stuff. Okay. Understood. I can't do that for you. So what you're going to do is, so like when I was there, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm filling out HR paperwork. For, for whatever reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, are you done with it yet? Are you done with it yet? Are you done with it yet? Yeah, I just finished. Cool. It's lunchtime. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. Yep. yep. See you later. Or like us when we were line mechs, like, hey, hey man, I need, uh, I'm coming in today. Why? Or, or it's like, hey, I need to dip out early. Shoot, man, I got this. Like, uh, I, I can do this engine change without you. Bye. Right? Or just turn in your shit and go. Are you sure? Like, yeah, I got this, dude. Don't worry about it. Shift changes like in an hour or so. We got it. So, yeah, so, so, so it's one of those like, hey, help me if you're doing an engine change. Hey, 
help me throw in the aft mount. We already got the forward mounts done. Help me throw in the aft mount. I can do the cleanup from there. I just need the extra hands for the aft mount. Cool aft mounts in. Boom. See you later. Yep. Or you know, or like with us, like someone's just having a real bad day. It's like, hey man, why don't you come into my why don't you come over to our corner for a second? And just and then just kind of bullshit with them for a little bit, have them vent for a couple for a couple of minutes, feel better about what they're doing and give them a little bit of purpose behind it. And they go about their ways hap- happier than they were when they when they first yeah. saw you. Be the ear to somebody. Don't be another problem or roadblock. Yep. Be be a be an open ear. Maybe that's all they needed was just to talk to somebody. Maybe they're not maybe they're not even expecting action on your part. They just need somebody to hear. Yes. And, re- and you re- were the only one who gave them five minutes, you know? Absolutely. And that reassurance is big, especially for us, especially for us in our industry. Like there's so many uh unknowns or things that will make you question a lot of stuff and just having that five minutes of reassurance can really boost your your yourself internally <laughs> yep but but let us know like uh what do you guys think like what's the way to counteract someone who who is exhausted or help an exhausted team and what were your what were your actions and what were your results like please let us know that might be something that we could implement what we could learn for ourselves and then maybe it's something that other sites are experiencing that they just didn't know how to solve yet. Yeah. And if you ran into management where they said, we don't, we don't care. We're not stopping production. Don't give a shit how tired the team is. Uh, were you able to change their minds? If you were, what did you do? Uh, you know, how did you, how did you approach them? How did you present your case? Uh, I'd be really curious to hear that. Yes, please let us know in the comments. Uh, shoot us emails, whichever way is easiest for you to get a hold of us. It's all about us learning and all of us grow- helping each other out so we can actually get through this all together. On that note, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you again next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. We'd like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to continue to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Freshour, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies of the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. Visit our shop at cancelformaintenance.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have ideas for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit our contact us section and send us a line. We will do what we can to get your ideas or yourself on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or on Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Check out some of our affiliates like Rockwell Time, where they make both rugged and classy watches to fit your lifestyle. Use the code CX4MX and save 10% off your purchase. Support us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord, discounts and early access to merch, special patron-only episodes, and so much more. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.